Well, it is the time of the year when one of my favorite events takes place, and that's at Purdue University, the Purdue Weed Science Field Day. And the guy who uh, does a lot of work on this and puts the whole thing together, Dr. Bill Johnson, Purdue Professor of Weed Science. Bill, always a treat to talk to you. One of the best weed science field days that I ever went to is several years back, but at a time when we were all pretty worried about Palmer amaranth, you guys let a Palmer amaranth continue to grow, and it really illustrated the point at how invasive those things can be, because I swear that thing was probably 10 feet tall. And those are the kinds of things you're going to find when you go to Purdue's annual Weed Science Field Day. Bill, tell us about some of the cutting-edge research projects that you guys have got going on that we're going to witness when we come to the field day this year. Thanks for having me on, Rob. So the thing that we like to do at this Weed Science Field Day is we like to show you all of the stuff that our graduate students are working on. So we have a number of different projects that are kind of at the at the forefront of where technology is going with regard to drone spray applications, cover crops, off-target movement of mm. herbicides. We also have some new active ingredients that we're evaluating as well. Not new modes of action, but we've got some new molecules that we're evaluating. And so um, we, ha- we continue to, to screen herbicides to try to find the most effective tools as well. But again, I think the big thing we try to do is try to take everything we know and put it out there in a platform where people can digest it, ask questions about it, kind of put their hands on things and, and sort of um, feel what the weed control looks like, just a, a way for us to interact with the, with the users. Yeah, man, you make a good point, and I think one of the best uh, parts of the field day is is always the opportunity to be able to just have conversations with you guys, you know, about what's going on. Now, you've got a pretty good plot there that's at TPAC, correct? Yes, yes. That, that farm is about uh, 10 miles south of Lafayette, right on uh, Highway 231. So it's, uh, it's very accessible, easy to get to. Um, we, we always enjoy the, the conversations as well. I mean, part of the, the thing that, that we try to do in our jobs at Purdue is kind of keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the real world. And this just offers us another opportunity to, to interact with the, with the people that utilize our, our information. Tell us more about this year because it just seemed so awkward and maybe a little backwards, you know, because we got that 10-day stretch of really nice weather early on, and we're all thinking, wow, going to be an early summer. A lot of guys got out, got some early planting done, and then we had, gosh, I don't know, it was three and a half or four weeks worth pretty cold temperatures and wet as well, couldn't get into the field. So uh, in terms of this year, pretty unique. How are you assessing the weed pressure based on this odd kind of weather pattern that we had this year? You know, and we've had one or two of these in the past, and I've always heard Bob Nielsen, our retired corn agronomist, refer to these types of years when we have two crops. We have an early planted crop and a later planted crop. In some of the earlier planted crop, um, the weed control actually looked better with our soil residual herbicides because Mm. they got enough rainfall on them to get them activated. Um, in our later planted crop, after the cold spell, many of our soil applied herbicides have not done nearly as well uh, just because they haven't had the rainfall to get them activated. But oh, yeah. We can certainly see the differences in the water solubility or the amount of moisture that it takes to activate some of the more soluble herbicides compared to some of the ones that are 
that are less soluble and take more rainfall to activate. I've heard the same thing from some of my farmers as well. So uh, let's get everybody hooked up with this. Do we need to pre-register? How's this all work? And uh, you guys going to feed us? Well, typically what we do is we have uh, coffee, donuts, bagels, juice at registration. You can uh, start showing up anytime between about 7.30 and 8 o'clock to register. We'll get you signed in, get you a name tag, and then about 8.30 or so, we'll explain the layout for the tour. We do have a website where you can go and pre-register. Pre-register is not mandatory. The big reason we do that is just so we have enough donuts and bagels and coffee at at registration. (laughs) Uh, That's the important stuff. We do have two sites. We have a site that has water hemp and mare's tail, and we have another site that has giant ragweed and lamb's quarter. So we kind of spend about half of the morning at one site, and then we load back up in our cars and go to the other site. We conclude at noon. So again, maybe you haven't been to one of Purdue's Weed Science Field Days in several years, and I'm hoping that this convinces you that it's probably a good time to come out again and see what they're working on there at Purdue. But it's June 27th, so only about 10 days away. It starts at 8.30, and like Bill said, it goes until noon. It's at the Throckmorton Purdue Agricultural Center, better known as TPAC. And that is, uh, like Bill said, on US 231, about 10 miles away from Lafayette. It's going to be another good one. So, Bill, thanks for your time again. Okay, thank you. Podcasts by Federated Media.